Hello, welcome to the Metaverse, a philosophy and spiritual-based podcast where we look to explore big ideas through verse, through dialogue, through exploration, uh, with an open mind, different types of beliefs, uh, question our own reality, ask such things like, why are we here? Uh, Is there more to life than where we're at or what we can conceive, uh, what we think is and what could be, uh, what is truth, what is love. We're going to be exploring tons of different big ideas. Um, and I'll just hand it over to my co-host here, Sean. Hello, I am your host, Sean Souls. Uh, please be sure to check out the podcast at the underscore meta, or not underscore, dash meta dash verse yeah. uh, dot com, where we have our blog and our gallery and uh, the previous videos of the podcast. And uh, today is a very exciting day because it's our very first episode in the podcast. It's pretty exciting. Kind of, uh, you know, getting settled into the idea of having a discussion about big ideas. I mean, not that this is our first conversation Mm -hmm. uh, with each other on. But I wanted wanted to introduce you first. Okay, sure. Uh, lover of life, dr- a drummer. I yeah. uh, just just joined a band. I don't know what what what. We're playing metal this time around. What instrument yeah. are you playing? Drums. Drums Drum as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Reece- I do a little bit of uh, guitar, but mostly just for writing. I'm not stage worthy mm-hmm. on guitar, but I've played tons of shows yeah. on the drums. Recently yeah. enrolled in school. Yeah. Father yeah. of two. School. Father of one. Well, father of two. One's a child. One's a kid. One's a human. The other one's not. Oh, my dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Bradley. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And he, he takes up a lot of my life. I'm a dog lover for sure. And yes, my dog Bradley, he's, mm-hmm. he's a great dog. Black Lab. Yeah. I just uh, wanted to thank you for, uh, taking the time to, to actually work on this podcast yeah, because totally. like we've been thinking about it for a while mm-hmm. and we you've finally... definitely done like the, the groundwork and mm-hmm. getting the equipment and making the website. I'm, uh, I'm definitely, you know, what we've discovered through our friendship. Uh, because we've been friends for a few years now, yeah. is that we have um, intriguing conversations about things because we kind of see things from different perspectives, I think. Um, like for me, I have, I'm terrible with technology, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. I could never set up a podcast like this in my life. I don't <laughs> like camera, multiple cameras, uh, recording devices. That's yeah. not me at all. I, I like thinking about big ideas and having discussions, but... Um, what we're going to really, I think, uh, learn more about each other as we go through this, even though we've learned about this with each other before. Yeah. But I think what we're going to learn about each other is um, the amount of similarities we have in certain ideas, but also the amount of differences, mm-hmm. just in our character, uh, in how we view things. And so I think it's going to be exciting kind of getting uh, a dual perspective on things yeah. while also coming to uh, agreement in a lot of areas too. But so I was very excited when you asked me to do this. And uh, we should also mention, we're gonna find other guests too. Like we've got friends who are big into a lot of these ideas. um, And I'm just really excited for the potential for the different uh, topics of discussion we've been discussing we're gonna do. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited for our first discussion today. Maybe you could kind of introduce what we're gonna be talking about today. Did you say your name already? 
Uh, yeah, you said it, Nathan Sands. Okay, yeah, I did. Yeah, and, I wasn't sure. And you're Sean Souls, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. we didn't say it. And I just yeah. love that name too, Sean Souls. And Nathan Sands, it's almost like Sands and Souls. Mm -hmm. That's a, a good tag. Could be like name like a Sands and Associates. Like to yeah, <laughs> yeah, Sands and Associates. Uh, Sands and Souls Associates. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's got a bit of a ring to it. But also, um, I like our, our, our name of the podcast, I think, is kind of nailing down what we... Uh, how we want to go about this podcast and kind of mm -hmm. dig deeper into things that there's, uh, you know, everything is complex, but also simple. That's kind of how I think of the idea of metaverse, like this idea yeah. of, um, it's supposed to be beyond universe. Yes. Kind of beyond, like that. like beyond, but also like a breaking down and, uh, and, uh, um, uh, a recognition of different pieces involved and the fact that it's, uh, so much bigger than, we can wrap our heads around. Exactly. Yeah. Even though we, you can shrink things down, uh, the, it's almost like the more you shrink, the more you realize how big things can be too. Yeah. I think that's a bit of a metaphor for how we're going to conduct our dialogues and discussions. Um, but you, uh, you've kind of taken the lead on what type of topics we're going to be discussing. Um, and so yeah, um, I'm really excited to to discuss them because for the most part, we're just uh, coming at it from a regular dialogue. Like we aren't, um, we aren't really fielding ideas to each other beforehand. We want this to be as genuine as possible. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we want it to be just a real time conversation. You know, there's probably gonna be times where we can't think of a word that we're trying to describe or we lose our train of thought or we wanna reflect on an old idea. Like there's no real parameters of how we're conducting this yeah. podcast right that was a lot yeah, that's uh, a decent introduction into yeah that was what good. we're trying to accomplish here maybe i just want to ask like how was your week like today like like from, from, oh, good from call. This, this perspective like uh yeah my week's been super busy like you said i'm in school now i'm mm -hmm. um i quit my job in the forestry I've, I've had lots of different jobs um when I was younger, uh, I, was, I had a child at 18. So like you said, I'm a father, I'm a mm -hmm. young father. I had a child at 18 and uh, it really like changed my life in the sense of it, it forced me to kind of push myself. It forced yeah. me to grow up and mature. And um, one of the decisions I made at that age was to uh, dedicate myself to making money anyways like a means of survival right so i have this child now it's like okay i can't really think about myself i need to provide for this family i'm into and yeah. so i kind of went into construction um i had the idea of i wanted to be a police officer that's totally changed now like i've had since i was 18 and now i'm 29 i've had this uh very profound change in character i think and we'll kind of get into those as we go further into the podcast. But personally for myself, I've found that I'm not the same man at all like I was. And there's many reasons why that is. Um, but being a father was a big one. Like, and I started dedicating myself towards making money. I did construction. I did uh, overtime work. I did part-time jobs on the side just trying to get ahead. And it really had an effect on my relationship with my child's mother. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, I've always kind of my whole life kind of focused on just like making ends meet and and really like providing has always been my ideal. And then recently I had this whole shift in 
uh, how I was going to conduct my career, I guess we could say, career yeah. life. And so I went back to school. So now I'm taking social work. Uh, this week, we've so it's a full-time course. I quit my job, the forestry of seven years. I was kind of like a lumberjack, I'd call myself, you know, dealing with saws and equipment and stuff. It was, yeah. you know, basic man's work kind of thing. Not that it's basic. There's a lot to it. But now I'm trying to utilize my mind outside of what it was before. You know, it wasn't like I wasn't thinking beforehand. I, I've been a steady reader and thinker for a long time. But um, so now I'm going to school and I've only been going for a couple weeks now, but it's into social work because I have a heart for people. Like uh, I love people so much yeah. and I've really like come to really love the differences in people. And I see a lot of hurt right now. Um, I feel like in our generation and in our city, mm. um, there is a lot of depression and angst and, um, I don't know, maybe not, maybe not like a bitterness, but, uh, I don't see the type of community I really wish was existing right yeah. now. And so I feel like this kind of work is more of my calling in the sense of I can now have a bit of an influence on how the community is going to be, uh, you know, propagated for the future and, yeah. and how, uh, like, you know, we're going to get into the discussion on like spirituality and how our own energies can, can change somebody's entire life. Yeah. One encounter can change somebody's whole life. Yeah. Like, for example, like how we met, like, um, I wanted to get into that because sure. like, uh, like I, for me, I wasn't going to the same, I wasn't going to church at all when I, when I first knew, first heard, like when we, before we met. Before we met. Yeah. yeah so like, um, but we met through a friend from church. Yes. It was a friend from church. So like, yeah, I, I went to an employment center and, and then he was discussing some stuff about uh, God and stuff like that. Um, and where, where was he discussing this? This was at the employment center. Wow. Yeah, and like I was. That I, is like him. Um, yeah. Our friend that Mutual I don't. Friend. Yeah, I don't want to name him. Yeah, it's okay. We should. What should we call him? Dwayne. 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 Okay, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne. <laughs> he, he can fit a Dwayne. Okay, so Dwayne, our mutual friend. So you weren't going to church. I wasn't going to church, and then I decided to go um, to, to, to see what it's like. And I met a few people that became good friends. Mm. And uh, Yeah, through the church. So he invited you to church? Yeah, he invited me to yeah. the church. Well, yeah. so the first time I met you, though, wasn't at church. It was at a Bible study. Was it right? really? Well, that's what I remember. I remember it at... It I mean, I might, have, I might have yeah, seen you, seen you at, me church. at church. Because I, at that time, I was attending church frequently. Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember the first time meeting you at Ken's house. Um, and that's where we were conducting a Bible study. I was leading a Bible study at that time. Mm -hmm. It was more, it was like, you know, it was, a, it was a Bible study that actually got kind of denounced from one church. Like me and my co-host got kind of pushed out of a church because of our radical ideas. Yeah, so we met at this Bible study. That's when I remember you. And I, and then um, you came a few times to the Bible study. I'm sure you remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then we had the philosophy group at my place when I kind of started that. Yeah. Um, 
And I don't know, we've always just kind of stayed connected. And every once in a while, we'll go out for lunch or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that's what I wanted to dive into the topic of today's discussion, which is the butterfly effect. Yeah, yeah, the butterfly effect. Like this idea that um, there are these complex systems um, and one minute change can affect the entire system, right? Like a, exactly. A outcomes, um, what one minute change in a system or a sequence of events, one small thing that you wouldn't even consider to be significant. Um, the chaos theory or the butterfly effect is kind yeah. of saying like, well, one small thing within a complex system will create a massive change on the tail end of it kind of thing, right? Like, yeah, like for example, like the top definition and I'm using, mm -hmm. I'm using urban dictionary for the butterfly effect. Yeah, because we're always going to use urban dictionary. We're going to use urban dictionary because yeah. it that'll seems be, funny. That'll be our definition point. Well, it's, I think that's a great, uh, a great resource to use kind of and to observe how we, uh, you know, we define things within the culture that we're in. So let's yeah. see what urban dictionary has to say. So the top definition of urban dictionary is uh, the butterfly effect for the butterfly effect is the scientific theory that a single occurrence, no matter how small, can change the course of the universe forever. No matter how small, can change the universe forever. Yeah, that's like intense, right? Yeah. That kind of like says like every action I do right now, mm -hmm. whether small or big, it could be whether I go to the bathroom right now or not, right? Or hold it in. Like these two very minute changes could have an incredible change in my future yeah. kind of thing, right? And leading into different uh, tangents almost. They had an example. It said, okay, a, man, example. a man traveled back in time to prehistoric ages and stepped on a butterfly and the universe was entirely different when he got back. <laughs> That's an episode of The Simpsons, isn't it? Is it? Is, oh, it probably I'm is. Pretty I sure. wouldn't, be, wouldn't doubt it. I'm pretty sure Homer goes in a time machine and... Uh, it must be one of the Halloween specials. Oh, I should have watched that beforehand, or we should try to find it. But that's, okay. uh, I'll, I'll watch it another time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he, like, goes in a time machine, goes back, and, like, steps on a butterfly, even. Like, they're probably trying to make it like the butterfly effect, or anything mm -hmm. like that. And then he comes back, and, and he gets back to his modern world, and everything is different. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, an interesting thought. But, so do you think, how real do you think this theory is? Because technically we're talking about a theory here, aren't we? Chaos theory is the theory that if you, if like a butterfly flaps its wings like across yeah. from like somewhere and then it like, it, causes, it, causes, it causes like a tornado far away right. possibility. So the, what my understanding of that is that chaos theory itself, it's a theory, but it's proven in something like uh, weather systems. Like, I don't know if that that's true or not, but... Uh, I know that weather systems are so complex and you can predict them like like so we have meteorologists who predict weather patterns mm -hmm. but small changes in the weather can make huge differences and that's why they can't really predict that far ahead yeah. because uh, as the theory goes one like flap of the butterfly's wings like one change in the wind pattern yeah. it, even a small one like a butterfly's flap 
can like move across currents and seas and change an entire system. Like right. I don't know if that's if that's true, if that's the theory put into practice, or if they just think because the weather is so unpredictable that even these little changes happening can can make that happen. But like, do you think that's a how true do you think this theory is yourself? And do you see that kind of play out in your life? Well, I don't you were think kind it's of a theory anymore. Like, no? I think it's so. It's, it's so just true. so true. Okay. So, in what way? Like, so you were kind of relating how it's true, based on our meeting, how we met. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like how we met, and like, like, it's not like if you if you're gonna compare this to. Um, something that's determined, right? Yeah, it's not determined. It's not a determined outcome. It's it's a it's a mm. it's it's like a chain. Of, it's a chain reaction that's undetermined. Mm -hmm. So with very yeah. So even it can't. So that's that's part of the theory then. Um, and since since we have a background a little bit in like Christology or whatever, I don't know what you call the study of whatever you want Christianity, to call it. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But like this idea that uh, everything's predestined, right? Like, I don't know if it's Augustine who's primarily on that, but there's a Christian line of thinking that like everything's predestined. Like, you know, even the souls God's going to save is predestined. So like what most Christians will critique on this thought is that like, well, that's not cool. Like, so, uh, um, like we have no free will. It kind of like goes against this idea of free will. I don't think it does. You don't think predestination goes against free will? No, I don't think like, like butterfly effect. No, yeah, it's no, gonna cause doesn't. it to. You still you you could still have a predestination. Okay. With the butterfly mm. effect. Okay. It just be you're maybe maybe your road to your destination is gonna be a little bit different in a way, and it's like you could okay. have like. Like, um, I always talk about destiny like So do you believe like in predestination then? In a way, yeah. But it's in not like, it's not the same way as Christians believe it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, touch on that maybe a bit. Like, what do you mean by predestination? I don't know how I, if I believe in predestination or on, like, complete free will. Or, like, you know, uh, thinking about that. Um, what's going to be included in my reading list mm -hmm. is uh, War and Peace. It's one of my favorite novels. Okay. And uh, Leo Tolstoy was actually a historian. And he, al he also became like a philosophical leader. He started like his own uh, variant of... Okay. He started like his own variant of Christianity and yeah. became like a leader in it. And so in War and Peace, it's such a long novel. And at the end... Um, He's, he's also a historian. So he's a novelist. It's a story, but it's a story that takes place. The story takes place in Russia and uh, France's invasion during the mm -hmm. Napoleonic uh, era, era. And he kind of brings a different perspective. So how we see the Napoleonic era, like how we learned about it. Can in, you explain the Napoleonic era a little bit? So yeah, like Napoleon in early 1800s, he was the leader of the uh, France, like he was a uh, oh yeah 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 the emperor, and it like you know history doesn't really have a beginning like so like from before that the the French Revolution kind of brought this uh, Napoleon into power. He was mm -hmm. a general, 
So he was a general who became emperor. So during his, I forget how many years, his, um, but his empire expanded. And eventually he got to Russia. Like Ru Russia was kind of the final frontier. Yeah. Like he took over so much Europe and Asia. Then he hit Russia and Russia was the big kind of downfall for him. So we learned about um, Napoleon. Mm -hmm. And I think the common, uh, the common historical viewpoint of Napoleon is through French history. Okay. And so that's what, that's what Leo Tolstoy makes a, a major difference on. Yeah. He kind of tells a different story because I learned about Napoleon in history class but it wasn't the same as Leo Tolstoy's interpretation of what happened. And so he was a historian who lived in Russia. And so it's kind of like in war, right? Who do you hear from? And so like the, usually the victor uh, writes history. I don't know if that's like a quote or something, right? But yeah, usually, like who writes yeah. history, right? <laughs> like who wrote history? And so we tend to learn history through uh, the French side. Because I, th I think Western thinking is more developed through French thinkers. Yeah. And so Leo Tolstoy was a Russian thinker and a Russian historian. Okay. But he has a very interesting uh, discussion in the epilogue of War and Peace that talks about free will and this idea of history and how you look at history. And he says that the further you look back in history, the more something seems predestined. You know, like in the moment, we feel like we've got decisions that we make and... And like um, everything's free will. Like right now I can do this or this and the outcome is going to be the outcome. Mm -hmm. But he says that the further you look back in history, like, like even if we analyzed our own life, when we looked at ourselves at say 18 or 19 and we analyzed like a decision, um, because we're already so far away from it, mm -hmm. we recognize that that decision was made that way and couldn't be made any other way kind of thing, right? Like... Even though right now we know we've got free will to make a decision now. Yeah. But when you look at things through history, you like outside of the realm of time, I think is, is the, it, it, you put something in a place in time, it becomes destiny. Right. So, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It, it's hard cause I don't have the book in front of me and I didn't, you know, we're trying to keep this very genuine. I wasn't planning on discussing. Uh, war and peace and this idea of history and how predestination kind of is tied into this tied into the difference of free will okay. but um i did want to talk a little bit about time okay. and this is kind of uh relevant to that idea that through time things seem more predestined um but how to how we make this relevant is that we're discussing two theories and two two differences within the theories and how they mm -hmm. apply. And so the butterfly effect and the domino theory. Okay. And, domino effect. And, or the domino effect. Yeah, yeah. That one's not a theory. Sure. The <laughs> and I think the technical term for it is mechanical, mechanics theory. Or sorry. Possibly. Mechanics effect or something. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just this. Yeah. But both of them um, require time, right? So I wanted to kind of discuss how time is a factor. Like, so one... Um, if we look at the definitions, like when we look at this butterfly effect, mm -hmm. it's more the idea of the butterfly effect is it, it looks at a much bigger time frame, right? Yeah. Like in the sense of like one small change can affect something forever, right? Like what does the definition say? Something for the domino effect? 
No, for uh, the butterfly effect. Oh, for What's the, the butterfly effect, it's uh, the scientific theory that a single occurrence, no matter how small, can change small. the course of the universe forever. Forever, exactly. Like this idea of like huge. And I think, I think the domino effect, uh, yeah, the domino effect is related to that in the sense of like it's more about the sequence of events. But butterfly theory is more about like, it's less about like a big event causing another big event, like a chain reaction. It's more of this idea of subtle kind of effects that really can like almost snowball or, or grow into major differences. Whereas yeah. the domino effects kind of seems more like condensed, like not such a big theory, like forever. It's, it's not really focusing on this idea of forever, although of course the domino effect would affect forever in the sense of each action. Yeah. Kind of. Anyways, why don't you give us the definition I, of the domino, domino effect? Domino effect is an expression or of meaning of one thing, person, etc., is affected in some way. All those surrounded, it will it will do the same. But that's, this is this is according to Urban Dictionary. Urban Dictionary, yeah. So like, um, and also okay, another, what's another the example they give. Or or okay, go. I wanted for to go. Like, well, this is another definition, but it's an it's an example kind of when everyone gets tired of Pizza Hut. When everyone gets tired of Pizza Hut. That's because, dom because dominoes, get it? Oh, because dominoes? Domino <laughs> pizza. I don't have an example here, but... That's funny. I wanted to, I wanted to tell you, I, I saw this video okay. on uh, a definition of the domino effect mm. in terms of gratification. So, okay. like, they had a graph, and it was like, it said, like, instant gratification versus, versus uh, delayed gratification. Okay. And, um, instant versus delay. Yeah, and it said, like... It said, it was on YouTube, and uh, the instant gratification is something that is fun quickly, but is the gratitude, the gratification for it is lower because it's, it's not positive for you. And uh, in the outcome, for example, like um, eating, eating something or eating candy, right? Like you have a short gratification and then it just declines. And then the, the, the delayed gratification would be something along the lines of like... Uh, delayed, like studying, like studying hard for a test studying for, for a te Exactly, I had, yeah. that, I had that written down. Oh, or like you, build, yeah. building a house, building mm, IKEA building furniture, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> examples like Not that. Not something you get right away. It's more of like a yeah. working towards, uh, working towards an, an accomplishing something. Yeah, and mm. it was like explaining mm. like um, how the domino effect can be a habit of what you're doing that has a consequence and it could be a good consequence or a bad consequence mm -hmm. depending on what type of habit you're doing but like so you can also have i think you could also have like um instant gratification that is that is also positive yeah yeah that's right um well like gratification then i think I, I think that's right. Instant, you can have it. I think the strength of delayed gratification is the amount of work you put into it. True, right? yeah, like, yeah. Like, and so I think gratif like you can be grateful, mm -hmm. but I don't think the grateful really ingrains itself. Well, it's not really unless it's Unless it's more of a delay. Like uh, the more work you put into it, I think the more you're going to be grateful for something, right? Yeah. Maybe. It's, that's not really what I meant to say by that, but it was like more like positive habits create um, 
a positive outcome. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So then on the idea of positive habits, like so in the effect of dominoes, like we're thinking about how a positive habit kind of kind of leans into the next see i always think of them in like when i think of the domino effect i it actually helps me to think about dominoes right <laughs> and um and like the the one domino hitting the next one is like an event mm-hmm. to me right and so like i said with both of them they both occur in time mm-hmm. um and i perceive the domino effect more in um in like an instant gratification way maybe okay but in this idea that it's very like each action um connecting to a next action mm-hmm. and so more like more like in the moment uh so kind like, of like a film kind of like a film so when one domino when i walk away from here right like the the conversations we have are gonna it's like this is an event and we're hitting this next domino mm-hmm. and so i don't know where where this is going to take me but it's going to take me to another event where I incorporate um, different parts of the last event. That kind yeah. of like but in, I think in between would be the butterfly effect in between events because mm-hmm. you never know how long you're going to be until you do that other event. Mm-hmm. So and and I would say like so it's I'd say the butterfly effect uh, is kind of like an in betweenness of mm-hmm. those events yeah. where the dominoes are hitting, but also it's more of a a large scale encompassing yeah. of the domino effect. Like more looking at not the events of each domino hitting, but more of like how the beginning of one domino gets to the forever domino. Yeah. There's no yeah. and there's no end there's of no the end, line yeah. of the dominoes. Whereas the yeah. dominoes is more of like a uh there's like it's more focused on the events that happen in between. Mm-hmm. So I kinda like that. The butterfly effect is more of the in-between where the dominoes hit in between the events mm-hmm. that occur in our life, but also kind of encompass the entirety of our life, like, um, and not just our life, like mm-hmm. from before our life, like how our parents' energies even, uh, and teachings and way of life, how we, that was ingrained in us as children, just like it was ingrained in them through their parents. Yeah. And how, um, maybe this could get me to my story on how we, um, influence our children. Okay. Okay. So I want to tell a story. Okay. I'll take just a, a breather and think about this. Cause All right, you think about it. Well, you asked me, um, how my week was. And so we talked a little bit about how I'm in school. We talked a little bit about, uh, these, the differences between these two things and the similarities between the domino effect and the butterfly effect. Um, but you asked me about my week. And so I really do feel like when, because we've, for the last week, we've kind of decided we're going to talk about this topic. Yeah. And so just the fact that I knew we were going to have a conversation about these things, it's kind of been on my mind. And it's funny how I find that when something's on my mind, I tend to see it in my day to day. And so uh, last night, um, I had a conversation with a friend and we're going to call him John. Okay. Um, and he had a conversation with his friend, our fr- a mutual friend. I'm going to call them John and Jay. John and Jay. Okay, sure. That'll help me kind of put into mind. So I was, I was out for a walk with John and my dog, Bradley. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing uh, a conversation he had 
with his friend. And he said, um, they were discussing something big too. Like, um, so we tend to get into some pretty big conversations and they were talking about, uh, like previous, like, like, uh, childhood memories and like really like kind of like foundational stuff of who we are kind of thing, trying to dig into the foundations of who we are. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, uh, they were, they were saying, what's a motto? Like the question was from John to uh, Jay was mm-hmm. like, what's a family motto you remember? Like when you were a child, what do you remember like your parents discussing? Or like, or is there, is there like a line that you remember your dad saying a lot? Or like, what was, you know, what was something that really stood out to you as a child? And so Jay said that he remembers um, his dad always second guessing himself so like always kind of like you know um the type of personality where um if they went to one restaurant he was like oh we should have went to this one or like or i should have ordered this instead Mm -hmm. right like always kind of second guessing himself and he says that really stuck out to him like as something of what his family kind of dynamic was like it was always like an afterthought kind of thing and how my friend um how my friend John like perceived that as like um, how the language itself is somewhat negative and how that could be like that could what do you create mean? What a do you negative mean by language? The language and just like the like the language, the pattern, the like, you know, it's not a positive. It, it's not really like, um, you know, the conversation and just the mm-hmm. air of the family dynamics wasn't necessarily positive. Like mm-hmm. it's not focused on the positive, like, oh, this was a great meal. Instead, it's like, oh, I should have got this meal. You know what I mean? Like looking through a lens of negativity. This was kind of what my friend picked up on. And then so I said to him, I said, okay, that's, that's, that's great to kind of, you know, this just came in the moment. And I think because we were discussing this idea of chaos theory and domino effect, yeah. I said, okay, like, it's good to kind of analyze our life and see how um, maybe our parents' language affected kind of our outlook. And I said, but what about you? What do you think when your children grow up? Because he's got children. Mm-hmm. I said, when your children grow up, what do you think they're going to say about you? And like, what type of conversation do you think your family's? Because he was like, he was like, oh, that doesn't sound nice. Like the negativity. And I was like, well, it, like, what do you think your kids would do? And I think he kind of took a step back, like. Uh, like, oh, yeah, like, you know what? Like, I need to think about how my language is used and how, mm. um, like, what are the, is it going to be a language of negativity like I observed in this person's, right? Like, so, like, bringing it back around, like, you know, we can use these, we can analyze where we've come from and how, you know, uh, even language has affected and see, I'd say language is more on the side of the butterfly effect. And I wanted to kind of touch on that, the metaphysics of these things, not just like the events. And I'd say the metaphysics is more inside the butterfly effect. Okay. Like a wind can affect, but I think emotions can affect, language can affect and energies can affect things. And that's not really tangible, right? It's not like we can see, uh, we can see something affect the outcome of something in a system. It's more of like uh, uh, like an underlyingness to it. But anyways, we both thought about this because I've got a kid too. And, and that called me to think like, whoa, yeah. 
like, oh yeah, like my kid's going to grow up one day. And I remember things that my dad said, and I remember like the type of language or the type of energy in my household. Sometimes it was positive, sometimes it was negative. And oftentimes it was more negative than it was positive, right? And I think those things do play into me. And so both of us in that moment were like, oh yeah, we've got big influence here, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, um, and those kind of energies can really affect somebody's life, especially our own children. And so, Absolutely. And so then today it's after school, I had an, an interview. I'm doing an essay project on, uh, and I had to interview somebody and we discussed like, he was an older gentleman. And that was the idea of the project was to uh, interview an older person oh, okay. and look at different events in their life, like, mm. like life-changing events yeah. and kind of place them in different and trying to find patterns and how like, you know, like midlife we make these decisions and like childhood we make these kind of decisions. It was a lot to think about and whatnot. Yeah. But um, anyways, that's what's been going on with my week and how these things have really permeated. But I'd like to hear kind of your input on this, on the metaphysics of these ideas, right? Like, because these things are hard to define mm-hmm. um, and how they work out in the world. And I really do believe that there's a strong force uh, that underlies events, that underlies reality, that underlies time and space. Like there's something uh, that we can't even really speak about or define. Spiritual in a way. Yeah, spiritual in a way. And that's where we're trying to understand these different things too. But like, you know, a way of almost defining it, I'd say is something like language or something like love or something Mm -hmm. like... um, um, joy or displeasure like depression yeah uh, just like general feelings or outlooks or personality types right not necessarily an event or how somebody acts well i guess it's kind of how somebody acts but but mixed more into like a a spiritual side of feeling something that you can't hold or grasp right yeah something you can't define either like that's the trouble i have is like this fact that we can't really. So how define would you how things. would you define like well you couldn't really define it but like how do you see the butterfly effect in 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 love? The butterfly effect in love, yeah, interesting. Um, well, I'd say in both positive and negative ways. Um, you know, like I've fallen in love. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's lots of different types of love, right? Like there's familial yeah, there's like love, there's relationship love. And... There's like general love, <laughs> like I love you and I yeah. love uh, my friends. I also yeah. love just people that I walk across and meet, right? Yeah. Like, but that's different than like an intimate love, yeah, right? Intimate and romantic so, love. Romantic love yeah. and, uh, or like the love of a child. Like mm-hmm. there's different types of love, obviously. Yeah. Um, and my love for beer or pizza right like yeah. there's different types of love i'd say yeah for sure speaking of that i once wrote a blog about that okay um so why don't i plug my blog Go right ahead. now yeah so um you know i've been writing a lot i'm a published novelist right mm-hmm. so i wrote a novel uh science fiction i love to write i've been journaling for like 10 years now and i find journaling just to be such a uh, uh worthwhile um 
like dedication. Now, how how do you go around go about your journaling? What do you what do you usually is there like a format to it, or like you just no. write whatever comes to mind? Yeah, well, so I, I've I've got tons of books like this mm-hmm. in like stacks of them yeah, in yeah. my home um, because I now have I've now. Uh, created a system where I never leave without a journal. Mm-hmm. Like I, I go for walks with my dog and I keep a pad on me in case an idea strikes. So sometimes, for the most part, I'd say my journaling is like collecting ideas or like if something hits me, I'll kind of write it down or like, yeah. you know, a discussion I want to talk about or when I go out for conversations with friends. Sometimes somebody will say something that kind of strikes an idea in me and I'll just write it down and kind of snowballs Yeah, often. Sometimes it's poetry, like sometimes I just get, uh, you know, I'm out for a walk and I feel inspired by maybe the mountains or the wind or something like that. And I just feel like, and I like using words and and creating kind of a cadence that sounds nice. Maybe that's part of my musical background that kind of comes into effect too. That's good, yeah. I mean, I've written songs too, like I play a little bit of guitar, but nothing good. Um, When it comes comes to like journaling for myself, like most of the time it's just gratitude like things mm. i'm grateful for that's cool because like in the new age like type of style a lot of people write things they're grateful for because mm-hmm. i'm closest i'm closest if i would put myself in a religion it probably be closest to new age but i'm not really new age i'm just i just label right. myself as spiritual so but, like when you're writing something like what's an example like what do you for, gra- for gratitude? Yeah. It's just write anything that you're grateful for. Like you could write mm. down like I'm grateful for family. I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for the universe. I'm grateful for life. When you're, so when you're writing, how often do you write something you're grateful for? Usually I try to do it every day. I haven't really? been doing it. I haven't been doing it much lately, but. <laughs> so I, when you, when you are consistent, yeah. like have you gone like a full month of every day writing something you're grateful for on a journal? Or maybe not that much, but maybe like not almost. A full mu- yeah, almost. Wow. Yeah, I've done it. Well, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. So like, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I write things I'm grateful for. Some mm. people write down dream journals. I I do. So some of my journaling is dreams. Okay. I keep a a specific journal by my bed for dreams. Although a lot of my notebooks, you'll find some dreams in there. And yeah. I always date things too. Do you date your journal? Not always. You should. I, yeah. I don't always too, but I kind of keep them consistent so you mm-hmm. at least like know where about this is. But because sometimes I'll go back and look at my journals and be like, oh, I was, you know, like in this headspace in this year and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah, we change true, a lot. Yeah. And so I usually do write the day and the year because mm-hmm. especially with all the notebooks I've accumulated now, I've like found old, old ones mm-hmm. with no dates. And I'm like, man, I wish I knew even like what season this was and yeah. what was going on at the same time. Cause I don't, my journals aren't always like, even though sometimes they do include such and such, like, oh, I went bowling today. And yeah. oh, I went out with this person today. Sometimes they include that, but more so it's just like big ideas or- You should like go like through like maybe all your, some of your old journals yeah. and like print out like a paper on like, like your good ideas that you had and oh, you, yeah, might, yeah. you might find something that surprises you. Well, you I know? have like, so I did, when I wrote my novel, uh, The Event Horizon, yeah. that was kind of how I did it. I, I did look through my, my old journals. I left out a lot of stuff, but I looked through it for like ideas and kind of to get a general space of things. And because I wrote a lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. When I wrote the book, I wanted it to sound good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a lot of it's, 
like grammatically incorrect and stuff yeah. like that because it's more based on poetry and if you ever read poetry it's never really grammatically correct the english language is a joke anyways like all our rules and stuff they're all meant to be bent and broken and like i i had a phase of like reading shakespeare and like so to write like to me for me to write great poetry you have to break the rules yeah of, of grammar and whatnot and so uh, my book was definitely not like your traditional type of novel that was written. It was more meant to be uh, poetic side. But I really liked your idea of writing down gratitudes. I'm going to try to incorporate that yeah. into my journaling. Like, because I think, you know, mindset's everything and like how we perceive things. And there is so much to be grateful for. Exactly. You know? yeah. Like, there's so much to be grateful for. But See, a lot of times we just focus on the negative. That's why it shifts your perspective. Yeah, shifting perspective. It shifts your perspective on like what you're thinking about. Mm -hmm. And like, um, it attracts more of what you're grateful for. So even if attracts you more. even if you don't have it's this is when where it comes into the law of attraction talk and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But like um, we'll talk about that another time. We'll talk about that another time. Yeah. But like I just want to say like um, like when you write things like you could write things that you don't have much gratitude for, and you'll get more of that. So you'd be like, I want to attract more, like. Okay, so you think I should. Any, anything you think of mm. that, you, like, that, you, that you lack of, huh. and you'd be like, okay, I want more of this because I'm, I'm so grateful for what I had. So is it, like, is the theory on that that because you're focusing on something and in a positive way, that there's like a, some type of metaphysical attraction yes. that, that comes? So it's like, an, um, you know, there, so in that sense, like, do you believe in chance or randomness? And in that idea, how does that tie into the domino effect and the butterfly effect? I would say that chance is kind of, or, or like luck, mm -hmm. right? Or randomness kind of doesn't fit in to the theories of the butterfly yeah, I, I don't believe in luck and either. the dominoes. Because luck, luck is like... See, uh, there's something in me though that does believe in luck and chance. There's okay. something in me that does. Yeah. But at the same time, when I look at these theories that I also believe to be true, the butterfly effect and the domino theory, but do you believe, look at those, do you, those don't seem to fit. Do you believe some of that luck is destiny instead of luck or whatever you want to call it? Some of that luck is destiny. Yeah, that, yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I do, uh, so I do feel like forces are at work. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Man, I don't know. Because like, I don't know what take, I believe. you taking gambling into perspective, right? And you're like, yeah. look at a gambler and you're like, Oh, that guy's so lucky, but like, uh, this w goes into another part of the law of attraction. But okay. like, like when you're chasing something, yeah, okay, chasing you'll get something. you'll get less of it. Ah, so like yeah. if you're if you're if you're just going if you're like if you're gambling, you you might win a little bit, right? But if you're chasing it, yeah, then you get less. Yeah, that, yeah, okay. And so more of like when you're just grateful for what's around you, mm -hmm. and you kind of have this energy of gratitude things are more likely to come towards you yes um there so there's there's an is part of the thought then that there's a natural attraction towards contentment or like towards like um um yeah i think contentment's probably the best word to so like gratitude like, and contentment kind of go hand can in you hand define contentment to me for a little bit sure like um 
like being grateful for what you have, okay. uh, not needing more or not like um, stressing about what you don't have. Contentment is more oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I am what I am. I have what I have. Uh, this is what this is. And I'm fine with that. It's like so you're being, saying being grateful is being grateful. You're attracting gratitude. Like you're, ta- you're attracting, well, I, well, I guess. Yeah, being, but being content itself would attract more. And yeah, um, like, yeah, well, what you're saying is that when you chase something, yeah. you're, you actually repel it. Whereas yes. if, if you allow something to chase you almost then. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. But like, in a, in a way, like, for example, like somebody could be, I'm going to take the gambling. It's just the perfect example. Sure, like sure. you could buy a lotto ticket every month and win, but you could buy a lotto ticket every day and lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you're chasing it. But if you're, if you just, if you just, you're more likely on, to win if, if you don't play all the time. Yeah. If somebody randomly buys you a ticket one day. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Somebody could give you a ticket and be like, here, here's, here's your chance. Well, usually the case is, I mean, I think, I don't know how the, I, I don't really play the lottery, mm-hmm. but I think usually what seems to be is that somebody who wins the lottery is usually, it's usually a random ticket. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I know there are a lot of people who play the same numbers yeah. every week mm-hmm. and have for like 20 years and yeah. they still don't get it. Right. Yeah. Whereas like, usually it tends to be like a one off, like, Oh, I just got a ticket. Right. But sometimes that's not true. Some people get it who've, who played. I just, I feel like the number is more so, uh, the random tickets. So there's this idea. And I think that's true. Like, uh, this idea of, uh, when you chase something, mm-hmm. it's less likely to come to you. Yes. The laws of attraction. And I think, uh, like, you know, it seems to be true when I've started to analyze like, uh, relationships yes. and like, I have found that when I feel desperate or lonely, um, like a need mm-hmm. for somebody that like, they're running away. Yeah. Like nobody wants to get even close to me. Same but here. when I'm confident in myself and I'm just grateful for like who I am or where I'm at, um, or especially if I do have a girlfriend, yeah. right? Like at a specific time when I'm seeing somebody. Like so there's no um, chasing involved outwards. Mm-hmm. There's a sense that like that you're grateful, you're content, and people want that, right? And feel attracted to it. So you're more likely to find a woman when you have a woman. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's like, that's that's totally true. It is though. (laughs) Like it is. I feel like anytime I've had a girlfriend, um, the, you know, the various times I've had a girlfriend, uh, there's just so many options on the table of like other girls who want to be with you. And then, but then when you, when there's a breakup or you're uh, single, like after a month of being single, mm-hmm. you're more likely to have another month and then another month after that. Like of being single. Yeah, yeah, of being single. It's almost like it feels like that snowballs too. Like, um, it's another domino effect. It's another domino effect. There you go. There we go. Or it, yeah, that would be, I think, uh, uh, a discussion yeah. on the domino effect. Well, we could kind of wrap things up there for now. What, how long have we been going? Maybe this is time to just... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Well, why don't we... So I'll plug my... Um, I'll keep, keep recording. Yeah, I am still recording. 
I'm going to plug my blog again. Um, okay. So, like, we're this is the beginning of the metaverse. Yeah. This is just our first discussion. This has been a long discussion. It's yeah, it's been perfect. good. I mean, we could have kept going too. Yeah. We're starting to get a little short, uh, you know, long-winded, or uh. however you say that term. Um, you know, we went off on some tangents, but I think we hit on some good ideas. Um, uh, so this is the first time we're doing the Metaverse podcast. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you read out uh, where you can find us? Where you can? We're going to be doing a few. We've got we've got I, uh, topic ideas lined up. They are um, they're on the website. You can see what we're going to be talking about these next couple weeks. But we're also open to uh, questions, ideas uh, from other people. If there's uh, a big idea you think we should discuss or something maybe we missed in our discussion that you think is relevant uh, or just you feel like getting in on kind of the conversation, you can you can mail us, you can check out the various websites, which Sean, why don't you fire off those websites you can find us at? Okay, so the website is the-meta-verse.com. Um, also follow us on Instagram at the underscore meta underscore verse. And you could also tweet us on Twitter mm. at the same tag as the underscore meta underscore verse. Instagram, we're gonna have to get some pictures up. Oh, I have one, but okay. I only have one. Maybe I'm, I'll we'll, maybe we'll, I'll take one of my dog and stuff too. We'll get some of the. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to do well. What will maybe for Instagram? We can kind of get a variety of pictures about us or kind of our setup, maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe some of our like I could take a picture of my room, like my working environment sure. and stuff, and. Maybe some of the different spots I like to go. I could. I've got a couple pictures where I take Bradley places mm-hmm. and just some of the, my influence. Yeah. I think a big. It'd be cool if I come with you some of these places. Yeah. Just because I wanna. I wanna get out more. So. Well, I've got some great areas. Like so, a bit more don't, of a background. Don't, don't say on any me. of the places though. Sure. Yeah. But a bit of more of a background on me. Like I was in the local search and rescue, and um, I've been an avid like camper and hiker. Like for me, I find a lot of meaning and purpose when i explore the woods and stuff i feel like a kind of like a um, a connection to something greater than myself and and a gratitude like a sense of gratitude for myself and you know looking up at the stars and and swimming in lakes and stuff like that like going on hikes smelling the forest and things like that that's big for me like i Mm -hmm. I, and having a dog helps so i take the dog out all the time for like these hikes so i'll take you on some of these and i can take some pictures and kind of just show the influence also we're going to be putting up um some reading lists like so i'm going to try to incorporate some of my influences you know like we've got these ideas but like we're we're no geniuses mm-hmm. in any sense like you know i've got influences i've been taught by certain people yeah. and you know uh i've recognized different geniuses that i've come across usually through writing sometimes through conversation and stuff and i've tried to um model my thinking off these people who i admire in mm-hmm. those fields right maybe one day we'll talk about admiration and influence. I was gonna say it role models, role models, yeah. and like totally. uh, there was another topic. I have it somewhere. I'm gonna find it, but mm. yeah, role models. Um, maybe even how we're perceived as role models sometimes, right? Like, um, yeah, I think people. I think a lot of people look to different people and they don't even really quite know it. Like, yeah. they don't necessarily know that they're an influence. But I think all of us have an influence on somebody, and I think that's in, important in this discussion of uh, butterfly effect and domino theory too. Like. 
the influence we have, like I was saying with the children and stuff, like yeah. we're creating this domino effect right now. We're sometimes that butterfly flapping, right? Mm. To think that I have an effect in a forever type sense yeah. or even in just a series of events. I've always thought about this theory, actually. Uh, not theory, uh, analogy, I guess yeah. I'd say. In that every action we take is kind of like throwing a stone in a pond. And um, every, every one action creates so many ripples and it changes the very fabric of an entire pool, like moving from inward outward. Well, that, so, that would be a domino effect. Yeah, that's But right. then like if you add another ripple or like another another ripple into it, like another pond, rock in the pond, yeah. that would be a butterfly effect. Because, would it? Yeah, because the two, you could really could predict the ripples. Yeah. But if you add uh, another ripple, it creates it a, creates so many ripples you can't hmm. predict it anymore. Well, anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, so much to talk about, so yeah. much to say. Also, uh, so check out the metaverse uh, at did the I plug, Did I plug yours? Yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'll just say mine too. So the-meta-verse.com. That's our website as well as Instagram and mm-hmm. um, Twitter. But also I update my own blog. I've been doing a blog for a year now. Quick reads, easy reads um, with pictures. So you can kind of get a better sense of who I am if you check this blog out and uh, the type of thinking I'm tuned to. It's, it's all practical stuff. I really see like, and why... I want to do this podcast is we're we're trying to look at things through a a gratitude lens right Mm -hmm. and i have found that this is a very difficult time in our um in our society in our life like you know we live in a town where i see you know uh drug addiction skyrocketing and like depression and suicide rates are going up and like just this general like uncertainness in our society and culture right now and I'm trying to look at how positive, positive living can really change people. And I'm just trying to offer positive perspectives through various ideas. So yeah, yeah. if you want to check out my website, the blog is www.generationofbrokenhearts.com. Just spelt like it is, Generation of Broken Hearts, with an S. Perfect. Dot com. Yeah. And we are going to wrap wrap this up and, and come at you with a new topic next time.